This is Shore in Your Ears, the official podcast series of the Shore Initiative. Property managers and operators fully recognize the value of resilient and energy efficient appliances. It's not a lot of fun when the air conditioner stops working on the hottest day of the summer or a heating system breaks down in the middle of the night on the coldest night of the year. As such, today's Short In Your Ears will feature an important discussion about appliances and what owners, managers, and homeowners should know about resiliency, simplicity, and innovation in everything from washers, dryers, dishwashers, to wine coolers. Appliances are a very important part of day-to-day operations in the single-family home, the condo, the multifamily home, and other residential assets. We'll be hearing from Jim Estill, who has quite the background. He has operated multiple businesses, made billions of dollars, retired, came out of retirement, and bought his company, Danby Appliances, after his board suggested he do so. So it's quite the story. Jim Estill is the CEO of Danby Appliances in Canada, a company which he was uh, on the board for and subsequently purchased the business. So we're really excited about today's short in your ears. Here is our interview with Jim Estill, CEO Danby Appliances. Jim, it's good to have you here today. Why don't we start off with describing your business, Danby Appliances. Uh, where's the business based and for how long has it been operational? So Danby Appliances was started in 1947, obviously not by myself, I'm not that old. Um, and we're based in Guelph, Ontario, Canada, which is near Toronto although more than half our sales are in the States. So we sell primarily in North America, including Mexico. Mm-hmm. So 1947, yes, we, we assumed you weren't, uh, that would make you, uh, well, that would make that you would older make, than That you would make me negative well, something, yes. Well, this is a podcast, so they don't actually, they can't actually see you, right? That's um, right. So, Let's talk about, you said half the business is in the States and the other half, I assume, is in Canada. Is that correct? Yes, more than half the business is in the States and the other, the rest of it's in Canada with a little bit in Mexico and a tiny well, bit in the UK. So let's talk about that. You started in, in the business started in Canada in 1947. Now half of it is in the US. So That's I assume right. initially Danby Appliances was, was not focused on the US at some point, um, the US being as close as it is to the greater Toronto area that, that Danby decided to enter into the U.S. market, right? That, that, that's exactly right. And when they entered the U.S. market predates when I bought the company about seven years ago. So I only bought the company seven years ago. You mentioned you were active in Mexico and the United Kingdom. So is this part of a broader expansion plan beyond this, beyond the United States? Uh, yes, we are slowly expanding outside the United States, uh, definitely. The advantage of Mexico is they use have the same electricity. Uh, advantage of the UK is just a different market, and everyone needs our appliances. And we sell fridges, freezers, wine coolers, and um, you know, laundry and ranges. But we also have a reasonably large air conditioning business, air conditioners and dehumidifiers. And the whole world needs air conditioners and dehumidifiers, unfortunately now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And let, let's talk about that. I, I mean, that, that's quite interesting because you do have 
quite the array of products um, uh, at Danby. Everything from wine coolers to dishwashers and in between. Um, so is the model at Danby to be a one-stop shop for all types of uh, residential owners? Why don't you describe that to us? Um, yes, we sell um, all white goods, but we sell small European-sized white goods. So we don't sell the great big, huge side-by-side -side, uh, refrigerators and such. We tend to sell small, large appliances. Um, now, people are going to say, why do we sell air conditioners? The reason we sell air conditioners, the commonality is they have a compressor. So we buy a lot of compressors. And compre the, the compressor you use in an air conditioner is the same as the one you use in a um, refrigerator. So that's how refrigeration companies get into uh, air conditioners and dehumidifiers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. Um, w within your product range, what would you say are the top three selling products? And, and, you, and you do have quite a few, a, a large volume of products that you make available, but the, the top three that, that would you say are your winners, the top three products? So our top three would be refrigerators, freezers and wine coolers where on the refrigerators it would be bar fridges so it's the mini fridges the half size fridges we're very very strong in uh, hotels for instance we're very strong in university residences so that's the uh the model there and let let's talk about the markets you are targeting we, we already talked about you know, dan b being active in canada the united states growing in mexico and the united kingdom um Within the, the real estate arena, um, you know, obviously we have single family homes, we have multifamily residential homes, um, we have, and those can vary significantly in terms of number of units. And you mentioned you're also doing some work in hotels. I, what is your target market today? Is it the residential homeowner? Is it the condo owner? Is it uh, you know, small building owners? What would you say your target market is and where do you have the most success? So our target market would be smallish living units. So that would be apartments, condos, townhouses. Um, if we're in 3,000 square foot homes, we tend to be the second refrigerator. We tend to be the refrigerator on the deck, the refrigerator in the basement, the refrigerator in the garage, or the freezer, or the wine cooler. Um, but for a small 1,200 square foot uh, condo, we have European sizing. That's exactly what the market demands. So the, the sweet spot for your business is the the condom owner or that's renter. Right. Okay. That's right. Okay. That's right. And because we're a value brand, um, we're very strong in the uh, the renter market or the uh, um, you know the property manager um, market because property managers tend to be very cost conscious and we're we are a value brand. So are you going directly to the property managers or are you working directly with the tenants? or a combination of both? Uh, it's a combination of both. Um, and we also sell to appliance stores and we sell to retailers. So we sell to large retail like Costco and Home Depot and Lowe's and uh, all the big uh, um, stores, as well as the, uh, the appliance uh, chains, Nebraska Furniture Mart and uh, PC Richards, that type of company. Let's talk about two key components of appliances, um, reliability and innovation. Um, let's start with the reliability component. Um, most building owners and uh, residential owners uh, want reliable, durable products. Um, indeed, most tenant surveys show the most important appliances for renters are the washer and dryer. So obviously the appliances are very important 
And, and consistently in the surveys that I see, uh, appliances, particularly the wash and dryer, rank very high. Um, how are your products more reliable? Um, if you can maybe describe the design build pro process and how that, how ultimately your products at Danby are more reliable. Well, we pride ourselves on reliability and durability, um, and our warranty is the longest in the industry, which sort of uh, speaks for itself. To make a product that lasts longer, you basically use a little bit heavier duty parts. Another way you can tell um, uh, about a product is just lift our product and lift someone else's product. So uh, if you lift our freezer and lift someone else's freezer, you'll you'll get more exercise lifting our freezer. How, how about that? So good, good. It's made well. It's built well. They're they're built well. Yes, definitely. Where do you and you manufacture completely in Canada, or where are you? Where do you source your materials and your parts, and where do you? Where's the uh, manufacturing process take place? So we have multiple manufacturing locations. Um, many of them are offshore. China is a big source. Uh, Turkey, Malaysia, Thailand, Mexico. Um, in the United States, we um, have locations in Findlay, Ohio, Tolleson, which is Phoenix, Arizona, Sarah Land, which is Mobile, Alabama, and a small facility in Foxborough, which is Boston area. Mm -hmm. What is what has been your experience in the last few years where we've had inflation and uh, cost of goods and labor have increased? Have you found that you mentioned several markets that you manufacture and currently has 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 one or one been more challenging and one been more favorable in this environment of higher inflation, higher supply chain? Well, that's actually why you need to have uh, supply in multiple areas so that you can take advantage of where the costs are basically the least and where the quality is the highest. Um, what happened during the pandemic, there was a shortage of appliances and parts and shipping costs went through the roof. Shipping costs is a fairly major part of an appliance price. Many times as high as 25 or 30% of the appliance is the shipping cost. Um, shipping costs have come down now, um, but with food inflation, Things like freezer sales are high, restaurant inflation, people buy more secondary refrigeration, and many times our refrigerators are secondary refrigerators. Um, but we're all impacted by higher labor rates and uh, um, higher raw materials. It's uh, just a reality of what's going on in the business. Mm -hmm. Are you finding that that situation, supply chain, cost of materials and goods, is, is, that, is that situation improving? Uh, supply chain is right at itself. So right now we don't have a, a problem with shortages. We had huge shortages during the uh, the pandemic, but that's pretty well right at itself. Consumer demand is uh, is down, and that's primarily because of inflation. People have less money because they're spending it on uh, house mortgage interest and on uh, on food. But where we sell more with food inflation, often a freezer is a good investment, and then they buy their food at Costco and stock up, uh, you know, buy the 25 pack, um, or they eat at home more. The more people eat at home or drink at home, the more they want to have a wine cooler. Because if you go out for a glass of wine with someone, you might say, gee, it's much better deal to uh, to have a wine cooler. So you, you mentioned uh, an interesting point here, on this podcast, you mentioned that that the shipping cost is twenty five to thirty percent of the overall cost of the appliance, or can be, and that, yes. that I don't think that's, that's something that a lot of people don't necessarily think about. Um, but that's quite interesting. That's an interesting point. Um, 
where where do people find your appliances? I mean, can they buy online? Can are are there certain stores that carry them? And, and, and describe that. You know, are you finding more online sales now versus in person? So, so we are online at most online retailers, obviously Amazon, Wayfair, but HomeDepot.com, Costco.com, uh, Lowe's.com, like you can almost name any of the, the dot-coms, we're online. And then we would be in-store in most major retailers like, like Costco and Walmart and uh, uh, Target and pretty well, you name it, we're in-store uh, in major retail still about 80% of the appliances get bought in store. Um, it's only about 20% of the appliances get bought online, partly because of the shipping uh, cost and the shipping, you know, shipping is difficult when you're shipping an appliance. Correct. And I mean, obviously the, the stores are paying a shipping cost, but the, but they're paying the wholesale rate. The individual buying it online is paying a higher rate because it's, it's per diem. That's correct. Correct, right, right. That's correct. So what I mean, you 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 mentioned that you have the longest warranty in the industry. So if folks are listening to this and and uh, I think you said refrigerators are the number one selling product, correct? That's right. Um, what is the special the special sauce, if you will, to the extent you can describe it? Um, not the sauce in the refrigerator, but the, the sauce of, of the manufacturing. What what makes Danby's refrigerator special? Like in other words, if you have the longest warranty, the, the best parts, the best manufacturing, what what's special? Why should I buy or why should someone look at your product? Well, most people buy it for reliability and durability. We have a very good reputation. And then you buy it for after-sale service in the event there is a problem. You want someone, a real person, to respond to you quickly. Um, and uh, we're a value-based, a value product. So people will buy based on uh, the price of our unit as well. We're, we're kind of a workhorse appliance, which is why property managers like it, because they just want products that work and are... Uh, you know, solid, lasts forever. Yeah, and that's certainly, you know, on the management side, that's a challenge because you've got multiple units and multiple owners or multiple tenants and your appliances break down, that that can be a, a major problem. It adds up quickly. It's kind of a domino effect for the uh, managing companies. Um, exactly. All right, so we talked about the reliability and, and uh, the resilience of Danby appliances. Um, Let's talk about the innovation, and I think this is an important topic because uh, I mean we're seeing you know stories about AI and technology continues to evolve rapidly. Uh, I mean most appliances now have some element of of, of uh, connectivity or uh, quote unquote smart appliances. Um, how is Danby staying ahead of the curve in terms of innovation with its appliances? Well, the interesting thing is we're actually low tech. So we're products that work and are reliable, and the more tech that people put into the appliances, the more points they have to go wrong. And if you're a property manager, you don't want to be um, having to give people uh, instruction on how to use simple things like a refrigerator or a freezer. Where we would be innovative is in energy consumption, because energy consumption is something you can see, see in your electric bill. And... Uh, it, it, it so so we focus on that type of innovation to some extent also the um, uh, you know the storage uh, shelving and stuff like that is also um, innovative especially in uh, wine coolers wine coolers you want to have it look good with uh, you know uh, sexy lighting and uh, easy pull out drawers and stuff like that 
but we are not big on IoT and we're not big on uh, connected appliances. Um, the only connected appliances we do are, are air conditioners because you might want to have a remote control to turn your air conditioner on while you're sitting in your chair. But anyone who says, oh, they need an iPad on their refrigerator to do their grocery list, I'm saying, well, why don't you just use your phone? And that works the same way. And uh, I don't want to have cameras inside my fridge, but maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm old fashioned. It's just uh, it's just what we do is uh, and, and to keep the reliability high, it's better to have less uh, less electronics. Less chance for, for breaking down or having breakage with their uh, yeah yeah I mean you don't have to reboot a refrigerator if it doesn't have something to reboot right so th this is another interesting uh, uh, point uh, uh, Jim is is uh, technology and IoT in terms of uh, appliances I think it, it, what I'm hearing from you is that less is more it's you want to have you know, less yeah, yeah. IoT, less technology, because appliances are more durable, people are less confused. And some people might think it might be the other way, but you're saying your science and your research tells you that, you know, keep it simple, right? Well, that, that's exactly right. And if you, if we were uh, connected to the internet, then it's one more security issue that you might have and the interconnectivity. Um, the other place that we um, invest in is uh, quiet because people want quiet appliances. A lot of people, um, you know, it's important when you have your dishwasher, you don't wanna say, oh, you can't be in the kitchen because the dishwasher's on, or if you have your refrigerator, uh, especially if you're in a hotel, you don't wanna have the, um, I've actually stayed in hotels where I unplugged the refrigerator so loud. So we, we have a silencer technology that uh, we've done to uh, reduce the noise. And, and it's, it's simple but it's complicated and that's where we choose to invest our dollars energy savings and sound noise good good so my next question is about uh owners of uh say the property managers and owners who are working with you and how they save money through either uh dandy customer service uh reliability of products or special wholesale rates so why don't we break it down let's talk about the 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 building management companies because you're you're working with them at a wholesale level how are you helping the business i'm sorry the building management firms which may have 50 to 100 units or more how, how do you work with them um what types of wholesale rates if there are any do you do you have working with the larger uh say the management companies first so for the larger uh, companies, we will often ship container direct. So we'll ship a, a complete container in. Uh, for some companies, we do um, pick and place where if it's a new build or uh, and they want us to uh, take product in, we often work with uh, dealers to do that. They'll deliver to the units and uh, install them, take the, the cardboard away. Um, the uh, other thing we have is a hot spare program. So uh, we particularly do that with any hotels because if you're running a hotel, you, you don't want to have a, any room which has any refrigerator that's down because then the consumer might not want to pay for the room or is going to complain. And uh, so we give them a, a, a couple of spares and, and that's just for the bar fridges, which are, uh, you know, lightweight enough that they're easy to, uh, to move in and out. But there's an increasing number of suite hotels that uh, have larger type refrigerators that we also supply and ranges. It's not much moving parts in a range, so they're pretty simple. And then with the the individual buyers of Danby products, uh, yeah, 
you talked about the energy efficiency, but the, other than energy efficiency, are there other ways you're helping the, the individual homeowner save? Well, the, the, the main savings is uh, energy efficiency. The main uh, feature that, that I like is low noise because it just makes for a better product. You don't want to have a product that's going to make your uh, <laughs> that's going to wake you up or uh, um, be loud. Ambient noise is not a good thing. And in terms of the energy efficiency of the products, and this is an important topic um, because globally we're looking at you know ESG and carbon reduction goals. Um, what what level or, or specialty have you achieved with energy efficiency and energy innovation? So on most products, most products, we have a, a um, status called Energy Star. That's a third-party rating agency that brings you as, as Energy Star. And most people don't know this. If you have a 10-year-old refrigerator, you can get a refrigerator for free. And what, I'm, what I say by that is you can buy a brand-new refrigerator or freezer, and you, you will pay it off in a year. You'll pay it off in less than a year. The savings are remarkable because we're so much more energy efficient to what we were 12 years ago. And, and it's interesting because we make very durable and reliable products. So we have people writing us, you know, I've got my 22 year old Danby freezer. I'm so pleased that it ran for 22 years. You say, oh, no, 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 it ran for 22 years. You're. Your electric bills, $80 extra per month. Put in a new one, it's going to be $8 a month. And uh, so that's sort of the, uh, the balance. It's impressive. Um, with all these changes in technology and energy efficiency, do, does Danby Appliances have a research and development department? Do you have an allocation? Oh. Um, describe that to us. Of course. We have an R&D department, and we invest in that. Um, uh, like we're, we're actually working on a compressor design, which saves 30 to 50% of the energy on a compressor. That's the type of thing though we won't have to market for three, four, five years. And it's also R and D. So there's a risk that you can't get it to market, but uh, absolutely. It's what a company like Danby does and focuses on. Tell us about you know something perhaps we, we don't know about technology, AI, and appliances. Is there, um, you know, as, as recently watching an interview with, uh, with one of the co-founders of Apple, uh, Steve Wozniak, and he's suggesting that dishwashers have a robotic arm and actually, you know, take that. That's the next step of an appliance is that, you know, similarly you have like a, a Roomba robot, you have a dishwasher that actually picks up the dishes for you. This is your specialty. You're in the appliance world. What's the next big innovation that you think is, is coming down the road that you're paying attention to? Either you and Ben or comes out of the industry. So on, on our dishwashers, we do have smart sensing technology that basically um, senses whether the dishes need to be washed and rinsed an extra time, whether they need to be, it needs another eight minute cycle. So we have that smart sensing technology already on a dishwasher. I don't like adding technology unless it adds value. So that absolutely does add value. For um, air conditioners, remote on off, that's logical to me. I might want to turn the uh, air conditioner off when I'm not home because I don't want to, you know, no point in cooling the home when I'm not home. So that's logical for an air conditioner. Um, we we are working on products which also do time of day electric billing. Um, some 
cities, municipalities, um, or states have a lower energy cost at certain times of day. And so it makes logical sense to uh, cool your freezer an extra two or three degrees during that uh, lower energy cost time. So that's the type of innovation we work on. And it doesn't sound earth-breaking, and it's not earth-breaking. It's all the little things that add up to make for a better product. But for us, um, well, I mean, it's not off the press yet, but we're working on a um, moisture sensor on a freezer to sense whether or not you're, you've had a leak. It, many freezers get put in a basement and someone has a basement leak, it creates a flood. So if moisture, moisture can sense it and uh, alert the homeowner. Of course, you've got, uh, we do a, a few medical type fridges that do temperature logging so that you can uh, know whether the temperature was out. See, your, your problem with your refrigerator right now is it could be out uh, for, for two hours or three hours. It could warm, up, warm right up to room temperature. You, you go home the next day and your food's cold, you don't know that it was up at room temperature. With temperature logging, you can know that. So with medical refrigerators, that's definitely a, a requirement. And that's coming more to home refrigeration and home freezers as well. All right, this this has been fun. Now that you mentioned the temperature of a refrigerator, what is the, the right temperature of a refrigerator and then a, uh, a wine cooler? Because obviously you can make adjustments and changes. I mean, What's the actual scientific, the science that Danby telling you about what's the temperature, how it should, should it be set? Uh, normal refrigerators are 35 to 38 degrees Fahrenheit or 1.6 to 3.3 degrees centigrade. Um, it's largely user preference. If you go much below 35, you can start actually freezing your lettuce. And so it's, uh, you, you actually will ruin things that are supposed to be refrigerator re refrigerated if you go over 38 or 40 degrees your your things uh can spoil sooner and then with the wine the wine the uh, refrigerator well it's another product you offer uh right the wine cooler i'm sorry the wine cooler exactly so the temperature of wine um it, it, there's it's usually we, we sell two dual zones so it depends on whether you're talking red wine or uh, white wine so red wine is typically about 65 degrees um some people like it as low as 50. uh dual zones often go down to uh like 45 to 50 degrees that's what what most people drink white wine at so it's usually 45 to 50 and uh 50 to 65 for for red wine, but it does depend on your preference. It does depend on the, the type of wine that you drink. Wine does um, store a little better at a slightly cooler temperature. So your wine does last longer in a wine cooler than leaving it uh, out in a wine rack. Well, this has been fascinating. Um, talking, talking about appliances, the innovation and resiliency of appliances with uh, Jim Mastel, CEO of Danby Appliances. Uh, Jim, any any final thoughts? Uh, folks listening, mostly owners uh, of uh, residential multifamily buildings. Uh, we also have a large contingency of uh, university planners who uh, operate any number of buildings on a university campus. So we, t we sell a ton to universities. We actually even do a rental program with universities where we move uh, refrigerators in for student start of term and then we move them out at the end and uh, and we keep them turning and recycling. The, the big thing in 
everything you do, it's total cost of ownership. So for my money, I'd rather pay $5 more and have a product that burns $5 less a month in electricity than to pay, uh, than to save that, uh, that little bit up front. So our, we are a value brand. We do tend to be very competitive on our pricing, but look at the total cost of ownership. Another part of cost of ownership is uh, if, if you've got, you know, a hundred units, you know what happens if one of them breaks. Do you, do you want one other call? Do you, like, you don't want one other call. You want reliable and durable. And quite honestly, that's really why you don't want something that's too computerized because what happens when the power flickers and you have to reset it and you're out? <laughs> you don't want to do service calls on on uh, on anything that you sell or use, right? So good. Uh, the website is danby.com. Is that is it the same in every country? Dan Dan B dot com. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Tell tell us you know future plans. We talked about earlier that you you have a a, a I think maybe a toe in the Mexican and UK market. Do you plan to to expand further? Are you busy enough as is? Uh, we will expand uh, further. A lot of it has to do with electrical certifications. We sell a tiny bit in the Middle East as well. Um, the other thing we do is we do expand our product line slowly over time. So with the pandemic, for instance, we brought out air purifiers. So it's not really a traditional appliance, but that's become part of our business. The other thing we've done on air purifiers is we built those into our uh, air moving products, specifically uh, dehumidifiers and uh, air conditioners. If you're going to have air flowing across an air conditioner, you may as well purify the air while you're at it. Simple solutions, keep technology simple as well. It, 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 it seems very, you've got a very simple mindset, Jim. Keep, yes, keep I simple. do. Yeah, I'm yes. a simple guy. All right, so Jim Estill, CEO of Gambia Appliances, thank you for joining us for sure in your ears today. Thanks, Brian. You have been listening to Shore In Your Ears, the official podcast series of the Shore Initiative. Please visit us at shore.international. That's S-H-U-R-E dot international. 